The living room. It's a place you can get comfortable, kick up your feet, and be yourself. Couches and conversation. We're just people living life, but not just any life. The life Jesus invites us to live with Him. We're learning together, having fun, and sharing experiences. And that happens right here in the living room. Welcome to the living room. This is Gunnar, uh, pastor of the Dwelling Church here in Savannah, Georgia. And I'm here in the living room with my wife, Bethany. Hello. And two special people that we got sitting across from us right now, Rob and Savannah Driggers. Hey, guys. Um, they are super special to us, and it's an honor to have them in the living room today. We are having a conversation that, uh, just a disclaimer before we get into it, We uh, that's a little bit, maybe not R-rated, but PG-13. I don't know. Maybe you need to make the choice to either get your kids out or whatever, because today we're talking about sex. Wasn't that a song? Let's, Let's talk, talk about, about sex. There you go. You see, y'all know the song. I don't actually no, know that I song. Think that was in our generation. What we just said. That's a totally different. <laughs> but it was song. a good one. It was like think before you do it. That was that was our generation. Oh, yeah, that's, that's good. Like, that's wholesome. That's okay. okay. Completely different. <laughs> so, I'll just. Uh, well, this going to be a really good conversation. I know that uh, Rob and Savannah, uh, we've had these conversations about this topic, and it's something they're really passionate about. If yeah, I guess it, that's just a passionate subject. Good to be passionate about it. So we're gonna have a conversation today, um, and just kind of let you in on uh, this. And we got some special stuff coming up that we want to tell you about after the podcast. But let's just go ahead and start with just an introduction uh, of you guys for those of the those that might be listening who don't know who you are. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Rob, Savannah. So my name is Rob Driggers, and my wife and Savannah, Savannah and I moved to Savannah um, a few years ago and uh, helped start the church with Gunnar Bethany and some really awesome friends. Um, we're both, well, I'll let you talk about yourself. I'm a nurse. I'm a pediatric nurse, a mental health pediatric nurse, and I love what I do. It's tough, but it's really awesome. And um, yeah, I guess that's about it. We just celebrated our five-year fifth year anniversary and that was really cool and exciting so you go yeah so i'm savannah and i am also a registered nurse been one for four years now mm-hmm. and i am now working in um psych which i really love and i'm also certified as a sexual assault nurse examiner which is Ooh. another thing that i really love um and yeah we've been married five years that's about it all right. Well, let's jump off uh, maybe with this first question. Uh, we're talking about sex, and you know, obviously that's a broad topic, but it's a topic that the church has not really been extremely vocal about, probably for a number of reasons, mm-hmm. uh, fear or you know maybe avoiding awkwardness. I don't know really why. We, we do that. But why is this, why, is, why in your opinion, why is this conversation so important? And why does it need to, to happen? Um, for me, it's just that the world is talking about it. And right. I think we're the only, like the church, when I say we, are mm. the only people not talking about it. And like we need to be the people setting the tone for this yeah. conversation if we want our kids to grow up, you know, with a healthy view of it. And if we... 
you know, if our marriages are going to represent what what Jesus had in mind, then we need to be talking about it. Yeah, I agree. I think that, like, I don't think anyone would say, yeah, I want to be immature sexually, or I would love for my kids to not be ready to talk about sex. Like, no one would actually say that. But with us not talking about it, uh, as, you know, the majority of the church, I think that that definitely happens. And so, like, we're not parents yet, but when we are, like, we want our our kids to to have the foundation of that from home. Like, because, um, like I said, I'm a pediatric nurse, and we take kids at five years old. And, I mean, we have kids who are seven and eight and know more about it than I knew when I was in right. junior high. So... And silence sends a message. What like not saying something yeah. sends a message loud and clear. Yeah. You know, even if you're not saying something negative. Yeah. So we want the foundation, I think, not only of kids but of everyone, just to be a solid kingdom mindset foundation. Because if we're not talking about it, the world's going to set the foundation for us. Right. So personally, bringing it down to an individual level, what makes you so passionate about this topic? Like, why do we have you talking about this subject in the living room as opposed to anybody else right now? So sex is something that we talk about with anyone and everyone who wants to listen, and that automatically sounds crazy, but um, we're not uncomfortable with the talking of it. I, I, don't, I think our jobs may help with that because we have to talk about, mm-hmm. you know, physical things. But um, it's such a holy and good thing that the Lord made. And it's something we absolutely love talking about, whether it be with friends or even with coworkers in a holy way. Like not, not bashing it and not talking about it in a negative connotation because obviously it was made by the Lord for us. Um, but we... I'll say this. I'm really passionate about it specifically personally because um, as awesome as my parents were at leading me and talking to me about it, I still feel that I was overwhelmed with a negative foundation, a bad foundation through the world, whether it be through school um, or even youth group, (laughs) even youth group at church because I grew up in church. And so when the Lord freed me from just junk and junk and trash and junk that I had years of of it on top of me I was I mean it's the freedom that I've never known it's just absolutely free and I don't want anybody to live in that and I think a healthy foundation and making it normal to talk about it is a way to start off because if you're not talking about it I don't think you're really going to get freedom from anything in the first place so it has to start with that mm-hmm. yeah for me, it's just because we've seen Jesus do so much. Like, he's redeemed so much around our sexuality and our sex life and our marriage. Um, and we've also seen the Lord free up friends mm-hmm. and, you know, people that we've talked to just because we weren't scared to have the conversation and we got vulnerable when it it wasn't com- it hasn't always been comfortable no. to talk about it. Um and so, yeah, we just want we want everybody to know that freedom. I think that that's what God wants. One of the things that um, I think, Rob, you and I talked not long ago, and you were saying how you've had 
people approach you and ask you questions about sex and about and I and I and I was like, why, wait a minute, why, like, pause, like, why do people just ask you questions about this? And that's what you said is you guys are, you guys are comfortable talking about it and you're open talking about it, mm-hmm. you know, among friends or, or whatever. And so people are like, what are they, like, pull you off to the side and like, hey, let me, can I talk to you about this and stuff like that? So it's almost like you've created a safe place yeah. mm-hmm. by just being you and just being honest, both of you just with people around you yeah. and your friends and your your relationships in your life and it's created a safe place where they feel like they can come and talk about um this that issue and maybe some issues that they've got that they honestly wouldn't talk to their pastor about mm-hmm. maybe but they would talk to a friend you know so just that openness and the fact that the conversation when you are a conversation starter it makes it easier for for others to get in on that conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when I feel like that's why I'm really excited we're talking about this right now because there's a lot of people listening right now that are honestly we, sometimes we just need an excuse or permission to to yeah. talk about it. Totally. And sure. when the church is kind of obviously we're not leading in this conversation but we've actually got to we've really got to step up and start leading the conversation more more so um, for our culture, but when we do that, I feel like it opens up. I mean, it really it does open up everybody's um, to that conversation. So yeah. why? I guess and this one, I don't want to turn this into like a church bashing. You know, bash the people who poured into us for our whole life. You know, but like, why is the church so maybe? Why do we avoid it? Why do you think, Bethany? I'm gonna ask. I want to ask you this question too. Why do you think we've avoided this conversation? Um, well, for one thing, we are all from the South in this circle <laughs> right now, <laughs> and in the South, we use good manners, <clears throat> right? And you don't talk about quote inappropriate things in public. There are certain subjects you don't mix when it's you know either people of the opposite gender or you know you go to church and. Um, you know so much of our lives because we we try to be so well behaved and act like everything's good and and there's certain things that you just don't bring out um into the light and and you know too you're you're sitting at lunch with people how do you just so uh <laughs> Sex. so how, how are you guys doing <laughs> in all of those ways um it's just not something i think that is commonly brought up not just because we're Southerners, I joke. But um, I, I think that the power in it, though, is when we do bring things into the light, things that are issues or problems or pitfalls or even sin loses power mm-hmm. when we yeah, um, totally. when we, we yeah. bear that burden collectively. Um, you know, there may be things that, that you've learned or that you have really conquered in your life that I haven't gotten to. And I, you know, I can use your story and your testimony and even what the Lord has taught you in that process to help my family and then vice versa. So, um, but you know, I think a lot of, a lot of times people just don't know, you know, how do you even bring it up? It's, it's not common talk. It's not, what did you eat for breakfast today? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What about, what about you guys? What do you think? I think just from my perspective, it seems like 
when there's shame around it, um, it's, you know, nobody wants to share what they've been through mm-hmm. when it's such a shameful mm-hmm. topic. Yeah. Um, and it shouldn't be shameful, but, you know, the enemy loves to bring oh, yeah. in shame. I mean, what if it has too many questions? Right. What if I share a little bit and somebody probes mm-hmm. too much and because, I'm not ready? Yeah. I mean, that's what's opened up conversations for us with people is just sharing you know, like what we've been through without shame attached to it. And so people are like, wait, like you're set, you're talking about this and you're not just like, you know, dying of embarrassment. And um, so I think that that's probably a big reason. Maybe, maybe a lot of the church hasn't experienced freedom um, from either the sexual sin or just from shame around it um, from where the enemy's just perverted it. But I don't know what you think. I think, um, I think that the enemy has a massive shame veil over the church. And when there's... Okay, so we were talking about this last night. If you have a drinking problem and you get drunk all the time, it's pretty easy for people to notice, right? If you have a drug problem and you're high, then it's a little easier to notice. If you've got a sex problem, that's a little more secretive. And it's easier for you to hide it. You may be the only person that knows about it, or you and one other person, okay? Maybe you in a small group. And so what the enemy wants to do is he wants to attach shame to that. And then you think, by myself, nobody knows. Yeah, feel isolated. I'm by myself. Nobody knows what I'm going through. Uh, I'm terrible. I'm dirty. So I'm just going to be quiet about it and, like, act like everything's okay. Mm -hmm. And then, so I think that's... I do think that maybe a lot of the church doesn't have freedom from it. And I hate saying that. It's sad. But, um, like, growing up in it, growing up in a youth group, you know, you just you see it all the time. You go to school with the same people you go to church with, and you see, you know, real life. And then, but once, like what uh, Bethany said, when you do open up, people, it brings it into the light. And there's that relief, like, oh, my God, I'm not alone. Like, wow, he deals with this, or he's overcome this. And then that just blows it open, because they've been waiting for years for somebody to talk to, more than likely. Yeah. Um, and now they feel comfortable about it. Yeah. There's There's been a recurring theme. I've actually heard two people recently say to mm, me... I'm not sure. <laughs> okay. That, that was Alexa. She said, I'm not sure. We are literally she in our thought, living room, so... Yeah. The yeah, living room. She thought I was, we, I was talking to her. So I'm just glad she understood my southern accent. That's a new thing. But um, what was I saying? Two things. I've heard from two, two different people lately. And they've basically had this same sentiment. It was like, I wish somebody would have just called me out. Mm-hmm. Or so, I wish somebody knew what I was caught up in so they could just point their finger in my face and call it out. That's how bad, that's what they were saying. That's how bad I wanted to be free of the sexual addiction that I just wish somebody knew. But I could never be the person to open up about it. Um, But man, I mean, just, just recently, like just the stories of people actually taking huge steps uh, toward freedom and out of, bondage sexual addiction and stuff like that is really super encouraging to me it also tells me we have to have this conversation Mm -hmm. a lot more than we than we currently are i know that 
you know, we've talked, you know, obviously, and even this podcast is going the direction of um, the negative sides of mm-hmm. sex. And I mean, the, the honesty is in it that just like anything else, it can become an addictive thing in our lives. It can become something that, man, like you said, Savannah, we attach shame to it. And so it sex is good mm-hmm. it was created by mm-hmm. god himself it wasn't like something we <laughs> we invented you mm-hmm. know like it's a gift from him mm-hmm. and i used to say this all this is my you know, youth pastor uh speeches coming back up out of me right now mm-hmm. but it's like sex within marriage is the only place where it actually works in a healthy way yeah we you know i used to say that um and i don't know where i heard this from but sex in the Fire, I mean, not sex in the fireplace. <laughs> That's dangerous. That sounds a little dangerous. We are not advocating no. that. We are no. not promoting that. Here, the correct Ooh. quote is, fire in the fireplace is good. Fire on the carpet mm. is not so good. Like, there's got, good. There, are, there are boundaries that we have to put in our lives when it comes to, comes to sex and all that kind of stuff from early, early, early on. One, one thing that... Uh, it's pretty cool. It happened today. We, I was not even thinking about doing this, you know, having this podcast tonight. We, you know, we had planned this, but I was in the car earlier today with one of my kids, and and they brought up this very topic. Just started asking <laughs> questions, and I was like, you know, at that age, I don't know that I knew as much as my children know because of what they've maybe heard at school or. And honestly, we knew early on we wanted to be honest with our kids about about sex and just to kind of be the ones who laid a foundation for them. But I didn't think it was going to be this early, mm-hmm. honestly. And they come home asking questions that they things about things they've heard at school, and so we we have that conversation with them. And you know, the cool thing is, is as young as our kids are right now, they're already coming to us with questions about it and that's what i want to be on through their teen years college years married life as long as i'm in their life Mm -hmm. like i want to be a safe place for them and that's what i'm really respect about you guys because that's what you are to so many people um is that safe place to talk about this stuff so we don't want to just lean all the way in on like the bad parts of sex and all that but the 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 truth is that there are people listening right now who tuned into this and they are carrying Mm -hmm. tons of shame because of past choices um past lifestyles even the current habits that they have or whatever it is or maybe uh you know sometimes we have sex forced on us and it's not our idea at all it's not our choice at all and that's the honesty with, I mean, that's the, the truth with with rape or sexual abuse and, and all of that. So um, what would you say to people who honestly, because of their past, because of their circumstances or situations they've been in in their life, who they can't see sex as a good thing? I mean, it's like they're stuck in that negative thing. What would you say to somebody? Um, yeah, I think, I think it's just getting, finding that person, 
um, and we'll be those people for you. <laughs> like if yeah. you're listening and you know us, um, somebody, yeah, even if you don't know us, but finding someone that you trust that, and that we are 100% for therapy and counseling yeah. as well. Um, but someone that's trustworthy that you can open up about what you've been through with and process all of that, but also like invite the Holy Spirit into that process um, of getting free from that because like you said Gunnar I mean it it's meant to be for our enjoyment and our connection inside of marriage um, but I don't think that it can be that until you get free of yeah. you know sin or trauma or whatever it is um, so yeah I think talking about it is a big a big part of getting free so I'd say that's the first step yeah, there's, um, you know, there's, we, we don't go as deep with our lives and our conversations with everyone. Um, and I, I'm, I think that's smart, honestly. There's, yeah. there's a core group of people that we trust, you know, the deepest, darkest secrets with. And then there's things that obviously me and Savannah, yeah, Gunnar and Bethany, the people sitting in front of us, yeah. And then there's, there's things that, you know, me and Savannah have talked about that that I wouldn't tell anybody about and I I think the Lord means it to be that way I don't think you go you know deep in the things of life with 300 people Uh um, but you also don't want to be an only an inch deep in life with you know everyone so I think finding someone even if it's one person to surround yourself with that you trust with your life of the same sex yes of the same sex um, and that you know that they've got your back and they're not going to go blab. Like, that's huge, that that trust. And I've, I've personally never been abused, and I can't imagine what, you know, anyone who's listening, if you've, if you've been through that. But I know that Jesus is there. The Holy Spirit, His presence is all around you. And um, when you find that out, and also when you have someone to... Not that they're taking your burden on on their back, but you're opening up. It really does make you feel not as weighty. And again, I've not been through abuse, but I, I have had stupid decisions in my life. And I remember the night that the Holy Spirit rocked my world, and I I literally remember feeling like I weighed less, like physically felt like I weighed less. It was. It was such a freeing. It, it was it was a little morning because I knew I'd hurt people too, but at the same time I was just like, oh God, I'm free. Like I'm actually free of that. I don't have to hold on to that. I can be real. And these people, Gunnar and Bethany, sitting in front of us were the people we were real with. Um, and I think just talking. And then I also remember, I also remember because we trusted Gunnar and Bethany with everything. And I remember thinking that I was just so dirty and nasty and useless and worthless because of bad decisions I'd made. And like at the end of the night, Bethany hugged me and I was like, I was just rocked because I was like, she's not afraid to touch me. Like she's not afraid to just love me, you know? Mm -hmm. And because she never saw me that way, she never saw me as a nasty person, but that's just how I felt, you know? And that was huge. It's huge. I was so rocked that, um, that someone could love me like that. And, and I just think that that was extremely therapeutic. And if that has to be a counselor, like Savannah said, or a therapist for you, which we are not, but we totally agree and believe in it, then, then do that. But 
now I'm rambling, but the first the first step is I honestly think just being open, as hard as that is, um, and once you do it, I truly believe that you'll um, you'll find freedom in that, and you'll be able to take more moves. And you know, we want to point out too, and it weaves in with your story <clears throat> that the Lord is our redeemer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That there is nothing that He can't redeem. Um, and it's not, you know, people who have been in church, you could think, well, I know that. I know. I've heard he's my redeemer. My sins are forgiven. But what does that really, does it, how far does that really go right. in my practical life? Is it personal? Yeah. And what I have seen through you guys, through, you know, our own story, through so many different people that have really just um, brought that brought their struggles into the light and sought, you know, community, sought to um, change the way they do things, sought forgiveness, you know, sought that redemption that he died to give us. It doesn't just, it's not just in theory. Like we have seen it applied to the Mm -hmm. practical things of life and the things that you never thought that God could bring back to life or Mm -hmm. the the areas of your life that you never thought that he could bless, not just be okay with, Mm -hmm. but abundantly pour out his blessing on so that there's just such joy that that fills that place and such just peace and and freedom, like you've been saying. It is absolutely real. And so if, you know, if anybody's listening right now that thinks, okay, well, that's nice talk. I've heard all that Christian talk. Mm -hmm. It is, it's real and that there's, there's more hope on the other side Mm-hmm. than you could ever imagine in the practical day in day out yeah. things of life not just the nice christian theory it's it's all encompassing mm-hmm. right and there's another there is a another side to the brokenness there's another side to the healing like whether your brokenness is because of personal choices or whether your brokenness is because of what what's been done to you sexually like there's healing mm-hmm. he is a redeemer it's what he's it's he's expert level redeemer <laughs> like and there is another story to be written it's like the story of your sexuality is not completely written like if you're still breathing <laughs> mm-hmm. it's not over like your story's not finished and so don't give up on relationships don't settle for less because of yes. what's happened in your life yeah. mm-hmm. don't Always look forward with hope because God wants to restore. That's his heart. And not just halfway. Like he wants to redeem completely and totally. And uh, like like Bethany said, we've seen that in our marriage. We've, you know, I'm looking at you guys. I've seen that in your story. And so many others um, that, have, that have just taken that step to be honest and to get out things out into the open. And... Um, I'll tell you, like there was a, there is a misnomer or a myth that when you get married, sex is just kind of mm-hmm. not that great, mm-hmm. and or not, not not at all. <laughs> Women don't enjoy it at or, all. Right? right. Yeah, yeah. Women don't like it. Just, we just like put up with it. Yeah, it's just tolerating it, and it doesn't happen that often. <laughs> it's right. like, you know, it just kind of gets less and less frequent and it's just like what's the point that you know when you get the more the longer you're married like the worse it gets and that is not the truth absolutely not the truth (laughs) i think that if it is 
if that is the case, there's probably, I'm not saying every case, mm-hmm. but there's probably some things that just need to be worked on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's probably some things that we need to get out into the light. There's probably some things that we need to go to counseling for. Mm-hmm. You know, so like, that, I, I would just say, wherever you are in your, I'm talking to married people right now, if it's not great, I don't think it has to stay that way. No, no, and I was just going to say that those things that need to be worked on or that can be worked on may not even have it. They may not really, at their right. core, be sexual in nature. Yeah. yeah, it may be things that everything can affect. It could just be intimacy. Yeah, I mean, there's things affect that could be affecting intimacy. Mm-hmm. I can't even say it. Intimacy. <laughs> there um, the way that you feel mm-hmm. about yourself, mm-hmm. the way that you feel about your partner. Um, you know, there's tons of things, and so as long as there's some some step to take, I think there's hope for better. Yeah, yeah. for there's sure. Definitely hope. For sure. Well, um, that is about all the time we have for this podcast episode. But I, I do want to tell you about something. If you are like, if you enjoyed this at all, or if you are maybe kind of more curious than you were before you listen to this, we are having something as a follow up to this podcast because there's so much about this topic that we want to talk about. And this is, fr- frankly, the beginning of this conversation. But something you might be interested in is a Zoom conversation about sex and relationships, complete with a Q&A. Come on, somebody. Ooh. With Rob and Savannah. No and there are no the There are no questions that are off limits. No, there's not. For, for this Q&A. <laughs> because if you ask it and we don't want to answer it, we'll just say it. We'll get back to you. <laughs> I'm setting them up good for this one. But, uh, yeah, Ooh. seriously. No, no limits. Uh, ask anything. We may, we may have you um, send in your questions early so that if you're not comfortable asking them. But we want yeah. to let you know to that you can sign up for this. It's going to be September the 13th at 7:30 p.m. That's a Sunday, September yeah, 13th. 7:30 p.m. 7:30. I mean, you could probably get the kids in the bed. At least, at least put a Disney movie on. Can That's I say it. Disney on here? I'm so know. sorry. At least put a movie on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Disney yeah. wants to sponsor us. Right. Just maybe just okay. get the kids occupied so that you could talk about this stuff. But um, there's a link to register in the show notes, podcast show notes, as well as the resources tab on our website, thedwellingchurch.org. Just click on resources, and you'll see the living room podcast on there and you can sign up there there's a button and it's free hey i'm yeah. excited about it and i'm um, excited about some of the the questions that robin savannah are going to answer that i don't know the answers mm-hmm. to so mm-hmm. well if we don't know the answers we'll find somebody yeah. <laughs> we'll refer you we'll or something else. make them up no i'm just kidding okay dear google yeah. <laughs> oh no <laughs> that's what we don't want you to do. right right all right well, I'm going to ask uh, one of you, whoever wants to take it, just close us in prayer and just bless. Maybe people who are listening, just bless them, um, whether they're single, whether they're <clears throat> married, whatever the case may be, just bless them with, with what we talked about today. Okay. Jesus, um, first of all, we thank you for sex mm-hmm. and that it is an absolutely holy, most perfect, most beautiful picture of um, intimacy that you've created and um, we, we truly are thankful for it all jokes aside and I'm thankful for the intimacy it brings and um, that you just I believe you made it uh, for enjoyment as well as procreation and other types of things but I'm super, so super 
just um, thankful and grateful for that. And um, I'm also thankful for the freedom that I've experienced um, and for every single set of ears that's listening, the freedom that either they've experienced or will experience, I believe it in Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. Um, the enemy cannot stand when stuff is brought into the light. Mm-hmm. And Jesus is the light. And so uh, Matthew eleven twenty eight, it says, Jesus says, my, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And I've realized that for years. I've noticed that um, he's not a burdensome, heavy, weighty God ready to throw thunderbolts or lightning bolts at you. He's a loving father with his arms open wide, and he wants to take off that junk. And so, um, God, I just thank you for freedom. Mm-hmm. So good. You're so stinking good. Yeah. And so we just, um, like the song says, we just lean back into the loving arms of a beautiful father. And I pray that for every man and woman that's listening, that they would do the same and find the most awesome freedom in you that I have and that Savannah has. And um, You're just good. And what you make is good and what you give is good. You don't give any bad gifts. Mm. Mm. You just don't. I'm sorry for what I've made it in my life. And thank you for um, rerouting that and, and making it right. Mm. I love you, King Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, subscribe to the Living Room Podcast on Apple or Google Podcast. Share it with your friends. And if it's been an encouragement to you or if you know somebody that needs to hear this, just share it with them. Subscribe. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for joining us in the Living Room. To find out more information about the Dwelling Church and how you can help support this ministry, visit thedwellingchurch.org.